Hey guys, welcome to Relentlessly Fit with Becky, where we dive into all things fitness, body, mind, and spirit. Each week we will dive into a new topic covering mindset, fitness tips, and everything in between. Can't wait to get into it. Hello, hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Relentlessly Fit with Becky. I'm your host, Becky Flowers, and for this episode, one, the audio might be a little funky. I'm finding it a lot harder to have sit down time to record a podcast in this season of life right now. So I wanted to get this podcast up for you. It's one that I'm super excited to talk about, but it's also one that I know quite a few of you have been asking about and are interested in hearing as well. So I did not want to delay this. We are actually um, on the way to my second job. I picked up a just out of the house job over the summer just to help a, a family member in their office. So I'm on my way there right now and we are going to do a Q&A for my first prep so far. So currently I am three and a half weeks out from my very first uh, MPC bikini competition. That is going to happen on June 25th. Um, I'm doing the MPC Brew City show that is up in Wisconsin. So I currently am going through my first prep. I have a second show that is planned in August afterwards, so I'm excited to do another one of these after for that second show and just see how see how things might change, how my mindset might change, but right now, this is where we're at. So I had asked on my Instagram a few days ago what questions you had for prep, and then also, what assumptions do you have when you hear that someone is prepping for a show? And I got quite a few good responses. So I'm going to dive into first the assumptions, I think. You know what? No, let's do the questions first. So there was a question that I want to start with first, and it was, what's your why? This was such a good one, and I had to really think about this one. Um because I had quite a few whys for doing this. Um, So without going into just a whole long story for you that'll take an hour, I first heard about bodybuilding back in 2016. I had a coworker who had um, a friend that was doing a show and they had told me about this friend and um, had said that, oh, you should try it. I had no clue. I, I literally hadn't been in a gym to lift since senior year of high school. Never, ever, ever. And I was currently, I don't know, 27 at the time. I had two babies. It's like, there is no way. I had two kids. That That's way past me. I had my kids too early. That just, I missed my mark. Not for me. Um, But I was intrigued and I've always kind of liked challenges and I always wanted to do something in the health and fitness industry. I never really was, I never had a good mindset behind it. So I had a lot of personal growth to do to, to get to where I wanted to be. But I always had this aspiration to be someone in the health, uh, health and fitness industry. So when 
bodybuilding was kind of put into into my radar, I decided, all right, I'm going to do that. So (laughs) I decided that I was going to try for a show. And I decided, well, I had some weight to lose, didn't have much muscle, didn't even know how to lift. So I was going to give myself until my 30th birthday. And, you know, I wasn't 27. So that was about a year and a half until my 30th birthday. Well, I did it for a month. (laughs) And in that month, I didn't learn much. I didn't know how to eat. I did a few really good lifts. Um, but I just, I felt very discouraged and just didn't have a lot of motivation behind it besides, oh, someone said that I should do this, so I'm going to try it. So that didn't last very long. And that goal kind of always haunted me because usually if I say that I want to do something, I at least want to try it. Or if I don't do it, then it kind of haunts me. Fast forward, personal growth, mindset grows, uh, get into the actual health and fitness industry, learn how to lift, learn how to then train other people, really diving into this. So this is now, I it's June now, and I'm going to be 35 this year. So this is almost seven years later. Um, I just decided that this was a goal that I needed to go after. And I always told myself that, especially after three kids, there's no way that I could do this. And going through just the the mindset growth that I have in this past year, I decided, you know what, I'm not going to let that hold me back anymore. I'm not going to let other people throwing their assumptions and their thoughts of, or just their limiting beliefs um, of how they limit themselves or what they think that other people should do or the do's and don'ts of other people. Like, I'm just going to let that go. I hold, held on to that for so long in my life and I just let it go. So it's something that I've always wanted to do. I talked to my husband. I'm like, Hey, this is something I really wanted to do. He's like, okay, well go for it. But if you're going to do this, you're not quitting. And so that kind of lit a fire under my ass. And I was like, you know, yep. I'm going to do this. I'm not going to quit. And it's been a struggle. I've been working with my coach since November. I've been working on building up my muscle and just really getting a head around my personal nutrition because that I was struggling really, really hard. And so finally, uh, end of March, we decided on this show in June and we kind of went into a quote-unquote prep, but I feel like I've been prepping since November, if not for the last two years, just to get to this point. So long story long, that's really my why. And now it's turned into, I really just want one other moms to see that it's possible that your life doesn't stop after you have kids. You don't have to put everything on hold. But also for my kids, I want them to see that things in life are not just given. It's going to be hard work. And there's no guarantee that I'm going to get on that stage and place any uh, under anything. There, There's a good chance that I'm going to get up there and I'm going to fall flat on my face. Maybe figure, figuratively, maybe literally, hopefully not literally, but we've learned from it. We're going to get better and we're going to improve and we're going to go to the next one. 
and then the next one. And we're just going to keep improving in all things in life. I'm going to learn something. Even if I don't continue competing, I'm going to learn something from this. I've learned discipline. I've learned time management. I've learned um, a kind of just a no bullshit approach to things. I, I've learned so much from it that it's just morphed into more of a why for me to just continue to keep going. But if you are a mom listening to this, or maybe you, if you are a mom, because I'm talking to my moms, I understand you, I get it, I've been in the mom game for 13 years, stop putting your life on hold. Stop telling yourself that you're past your mark. Stop telling yourself that you can't do things just because you're a mom or you can't do things just because you're in your 30s or in your late 30s, in your 40s. Stop it. Just stop and go for what you want to do. It's going to be hard. And I'm telling you, it's probably a lot harder to prep with kids than without kids. I've never done it. But there's lots of moving pieces. There's lots of things to juggle. There's lots of things that you're going to feel like you're you're not you're not getting done perfectly all the time and it's gonna happen there's gonna be times that you're gonna be more tired than others there's gonna be times that you I don't know have to do a workout in your garage because your alarm didn't go off because your little one was up all all night there's gonna be things like that on both ends so Give yourself some grace, but also don't give yourself so much grace that you just sit on your freaking hands for the rest of your life and just say, oh, I had kids. Have no goals. No, you can have kids and have goals. And have your kids watch you have goals so that they have those big audacious goals. Audacious? Audacious goals. But, all right, so next question here. How do you figure your calories are they low for quite some time? So I have a coach that figures out all my calories. I, I do not do that myself. I do that for my clients, for lifestyle, but for, for prepping, I do not figure that out. I do not know what I am doing. I just follow her lead. She tells me what to do and I do it. So um, honestly, my macro started off even higher than what I was eating prior to signing up with her. So um, I started with a lot of food and then it's kind of, it's been whittled down, but we had somewhere to go, if that makes sense. So if you start with very, very low calories, so if you normally eat 1400 calories in your everyday life, and then you decide that you want to prep for a show, you're not going to have much to pull from. Um, Just from what I've researched and understood and have learned along the way that's that's what I understand so I do not do that myself um and they have not been that low I'm really I'm really not that low I hear horror stories of people that have prepped in years past that tell me that they have done hours and hours of cardio every single day and have eaten 900 calories and just just horror stories and I am nowhere near that I'm not going to share my macros they're lower than I normally would eat normally for like maintenance I would probably eat I don't know um at least 800 calories so they're lower than that but they're not super low 
and they've been whittled down for for quite some time so it hasn't been that long that they've been low um and I feel like we we are just getting to the point where it's just a little bit low and that's only for a couple weeks according to my coach so hopefully that answers that question my biggest response to that one is get yourself a coach lifestyle or especially prep I would say I if, especially if you've never done this before I wouldn't prep yourself from what I've my experience so far I feel like take this with a grain of salt because I'm still in it for the first time but I wouldn't do it yourself hire somebody that knows what they're doing um all right and on that note hire somebody that knows what they're doing I did do some research on coaches prior to to signing up with a coach and if you get a bad vibe from a coach even if like all the people in your area are using them or they seem like they're they're like really fit if you get a bad vibe from them just keep looking there are so many out there and you will find one that fits your needs who you are um, will understand where you're showing up my coach has two kids she um, won her pro card when she was 35 so she she knows where I'm coming from in life and her approach has been something that they're they're really just concerned about my my hormones and just overall how I'm feeling, energy, um, what's actually going on in my life. Um, they're just concerned about that. So I'm with Fit Body Fusion if anyone is interested. But um, and my coach is Corinne Henrik. She is amazing. But I would I would just shop around. Don't be afraid to shop around for a coach. Don't just go with the first one that you see and think that all of them are the same because I don't think any coach lifestyle or prep is going to be, be the same across the board. Um, all right. So next one, how do you not get sick of eating the same thing? I don't eat the same thing. I feel like that's a, another myth or maybe an assumption too. Um, but I don't eat the same thing. I will create a meal plan because right now I don't have a meal plan given for my coach. I have macros. Um, but I kind of create my own meal plan with those macros just so I stay consistent and I'm, it's easier for me to plan for, for life. But then also I know how my body's responding. So if I'm feeling more bloated one day and I have broccoli in there, I, I know that, it, okay, let's switch it out for green beans or something like that. Um, but I really don't eat the same thing every single day. I switch it up to lean ground beef or I will switch it up to, I switch up my proteins a lot to, to change it up. I also switch up my seasonings a lot to change it up um, with just seasonings that I've tried and true. I know that my body likes. I know that my body does does well with. There is one seasoning that I just felt so bloated, but then I also felt like I was hungover. Um, so some seasonings have MSG in them. My body does not do well with MSG. So this was one that was a brand new seasoning. I was super excited for it. It was like a bourbon peach seasoning. It was so good and my body did not like it at all. So be aware of how your body is feeling with all of those things. But I switch up my seasonings with 
tried and true ones that I've tried. I switch up my veggies. I will switch up my, my protein. So there are so many different ways to make things interesting without feeling like you are eating the same thing every single day. If you are getting to a rut lifestyle or, or prep, I, this question is coming from, um, from lifestyle. So if you are getting into a rut with the things that you are eating, you're overthinking it too much is what I'm going to say. So you got to switch it up. You, you have to switch it up and you have to make it easier for yourself. So prep your protein and then have it where you can just grab and go frozen veggies or have veggies that are already roasted that you've done on the weekend that are in your fridge that you can grab and go and switch it up because you're just not feeling the rice, chicken, and green beans for today. So you're going to switch it up and you're going to have sweet potato, lean ground beef, and whatever other veggie, asparagus. Give yourself that variety. So I don't eat the the same thing. Um, Let's see here. Any advice on consistency on the weekends, especially for a single mom? I'm going to come back to that one um, because I'm going to come back to that We'll end with that one. Um, Here's an assumption. So high protein, low carb. Um, Yes, high protein that I'm actually eating less protein than I was when I started. Um, But you're always going, if you're trying to maintain your lean muscle mass, lifestyle or prep, you are going to have high protein. So I say one gram per a protein per pound of either goal body weight or current body weight, depending on one your goals and to your current body, body weight. Um, but that's, that's pretty much my standard for everybody. And I'm pretty much right in that standard. So if you are eating high protein, if you're my clients, then I'm pretty much eating the same, same ratio as you for my body. Um, low carb, my carbs just dropped Tuesday. So they just dropped, uh, I don't want to share exact numbers, but they, they really aren't that low. I've been eating pretty high carb for, for a while now. Um, like I said, I started pretty much higher than I was normally and now, um, it's just starting to get whittled down. But from my understanding and talking to my coach, those are actually going to go up for peak week. So it's not like you cut all your carbs for, um, for this. So, um, another assumption was sacrifice, sacrificing food and restricting food. So that it's just hard to, um, the first thing they think of when they think of prep is that I'm sacrificing food. And with macros, I actually don't feel like I'm missing a whole ton. Um, my family had burgers last night and they smelled really, really freaking good. Um, but I already had my food pre-tracked. I didn't, I didn't have the rum in my fats for a burger and that was kind of tough, but I, it was adjustment in the beginning. It was really hard for me in the beginning, especially with alcohol. Alcohol is a big thing in my, uh, just, uh, my, my circle. Alcohol is like a social thing for many, many people. And it was a big adjustment for me not having that. But I've actually realized in the last two weeks that I actually 
have a lot of fun without alcohol and I don't need it to feel like I can have a conversation with people because that was kind of like my crutch. Alcohol was my crutch. So I would feel like I would need it for social settings because I was so shy and introverted. And I realized that I really didn't. I I actually have more fun when I don't, um, when I don't have it and I can actually have good conversations with people and, um, go home early and get sleep and just, I don't know. So that was probably my biggest struggle, but I'm learning through prep that I don't even know if I really want to bring it back after prep. All right, next question. This is actually one that was asked quite a few times. So what has been the hardest part so far for you with this prep? Um, The hardest part, honestly, has been the last two weeks um, of just knowing that I've made this commitment, I've come this far, and then um, if you didn't listen to my last podcast, we lost my three-year-old nephew two weeks ago. So it in an accident and it just tra- tragic. Um, but that has been the hardest part is these past two weeks of one being so close and then two navigating that showing up well for my family or as best I can um, just kind of dealing with obviously all the emotions of that, the feelings of that, feeling like, do I keep going? Do I stop here? And then feeling like I need to keep going and almost using prep as an outlet. Um, so it honestly, yeah, the past two weeks have been the hardest part for me, um, of just getting through and, trying to get everything done that needs to get done for prep while balancing just really hard life stuff. So um, that has been the hardest part for me so far of this prep. Um, Prior to, to that, it probably was honestly staying away from peanut butter. Those are pretty two extremes of the hardest parts of prep, but before before this happened, that was probably the hardest part for me. Kind of puts it into perspective, doesn't it? It, it really does. Um, when, when we feel like there are so many things that are just so hard and we just get in our head about, like not being able to stay away from peanut butter, um... And then something actual real in life happens, it really puts into perspective. So before peanut butter, now it's just navigating life and showing up well. And yeah, so that was a good question. That was a hard question to answer, but that, that was a good question. It definitely, honestly though, I will say prep has been a godsend right now for me because of that, because of the fact of staying on track no matter what, showing up to the gym no matter what, um, getting cardio in no matter what. And we know what movement does. Movement does so much for our mindset. So, and the food that we're eating just so much for our mindset. If we're taking in a whole bunch of processed junk, our, our mindset's going to be junk. 
And if we're taking in a whole bunch of alcohol, alcohol is a depressant. So it, it just, it's been a godsend that I've been on prep through, through this because I know myself prior to this and I know that my first instinct would go to, would be to go to all the junk and all the alcohol. And I can't do that. I have to find other coping mechanisms. I have to find other outlets. I have to find other ways and really pouring in to showing up well for other people around me instead of almost being just selfish. Um, So it has been a godsend. Um, But okay, so switching gears, lighting it up a little bit. Um, I want to wrap circle back to this last question because this is more a lifestyle question. So the question was any advice on consistency on weekends, especially for a single mom. So this I would say is more of a lifestyle question. And the only reason I say that is because, um, I I would think of prep. So when I think of prep and this house isn't how I started prep. I started prep because it was kind of like a bucket list thing. It's morphed into so much more since then. But the more that I get into it and the farther I like dive into the sport, that's what it is. It's a sport and you're an athlete. So if you're in prep, you're an athlete. It's like a football player, baseball player, whatever. So The way that a football player shows up before he has to play in a game is going to be different than the person that is just living their everyday life is going to show up. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I think that's up for debate. I think a lot of prep, especially how I've been doing it, it's, it's not crazy extreme. It's crazy extreme from where I was prior years ago. If I had done this in 2016 when I wasn't working out at all and didn't know how to lift and my food was god awful, then it would have been crazy extreme. But when you just kind of start living that lifestyle of you go to the gym and I'm in my car and someone has their bass up so loud. That's how you know you're old when you just say no one wants to hear your bass. Um, but anyways, train of thought completely lost. Um, but, and what I was saying is that if you're showing up to the gym, you're, you're already counting macros, you're already eating pretty clean, you're lifting heavy. I mean, you're already living the lifestyle. So that's, that's, that's just my take on it. Um, but with this question, if you're struggling with consistency on the weekends, that needs to be your first, first focus. So you need to deal with the consistency. You need to be dealing with a lifestyle. That that was my point. Long story long, you have to really live the lifestyle before you would jump into a prep. So lifestyle, how to stay consistent on the weekends. It really just comes down to, and you're going to hate this answer, but it just comes down to, you got to do it. If you're constantly giving yourself an excuse of why you can't stay consistent on the weekends, then maybe you need to find a new friend group because they're always going out on the weekends and you feel like you, 
you've that's how you have to hang out with them. Maybe you have to surround yourself with other people. Maybe you just have to get it done earlier in your day so that you can have the rest of your day free. If you're a single mom, I've been a single mom before, so you have the kids almost 24/7, right? So, you got to work around your kids. You got to figure it out. It I wish I had more concrete things, but it really just comes down to making the decision to do it. Um, I know when I was struggling with the weekends, it that's honestly what it came down to. It just came down to making the decision that I'm going to stay on track for just this weekend. And you don't have to put in your head that you are going to stay on track for every single weekend, but stay on track for just this weekend and then make it the next weekend and then the next weekend. And pretty soon it's just going to be, that is who you are. You are somebody that does what you're going to do on the weekends as well as during the week. That's just who you are. That's what we're building. We're building those habits. If you want more info on this though, I actually did a whole podcast episode on staying on track for the weekends. So scroll back and I will listen to that full episode because I dived into habits to get into on that and um, just more, more specifics on that. But when it comes down to the nitty gritty of this, it's really going to come down to making the decision to do it and then just doing it. So making that promise to yourself and then you're fulfilling that promise. And as a single mom, as a mom in general, but as a single mom, they're looking at you and they're looking at solely you. So if you're breaking promises to your to yourself, that is what your kids are going to see. They're going to be the ones that are then breaking promises to themselves because that's going to be their norm. They're looking at us as they're the way that they're going to see the world is through through us when they're kids. So if they see you constantly making these promises and then breaking your promises or doing really good during the week and then you go to balls of the wall on the weekends or when something really bad happens, we are drowning ourselves in food and booze, that's going to be what they turn to when they get older as well. So take it from me. I know it's hard and I know that it's the last thing you want to hear. It's the last thing you want to do, but you really have got to just make those promises, make small promises, make small attainable promises to yourself and then keep them. And I'm telling you, do that over and over and over again. And that is who you will become. That is just going to be who you are. You stay on track. So hopefully that helps. Otherwise, scroll back and listen to the full episode on that. But hopefully you guys enjoyed this. I really, really like this. This is fun. Um, We might do, I'm thinking, another episode. If you guys want, I would love to kind of just go into some things that have helped me with prep. Um, Just kind of being in that dieting phase. Even if you're not prepping, if you're ever in a, a cut phase where you're kind of dieting down maybe for an event or just life, summer, whatever it is, I would love to share some of my little, little hacks that I've come up with. So if that is something that you would like, let me know. Otherwise, I hope you guys enjoyed this. If you are not already following me, you can find me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is becky.flowers, just how it sounds. And it is B-E-C-K-I-E dot flowers. And then if you are in a lifestyle phase and you are just looking for 
for somebody to, to come alongside you and to help you out, maybe figure out your macros, just help you in general. I coach lifestyle clients. So that is something that you can find in my bio on Instagram or go ahead and reach out to me directly. And I would love to see if we would be a good fit to work together, but I hope you guys enjoyed this and have a great rest of your day.